Good evening, good evening, good evening. Now, when this show originally started some 12 years ago, it was a silly little podcast that myself and Chris produced, huddled over one mic and a small chest of drawers. We broadcast that first night as the 5-1 podcast to 11 people. We didn't really know what we was doing and probably still don't, but we got better, the show got bigger, and our audience got bigger, much bigger. In fact, a few weeks ago, we had our, our highest ever audience of over 17,000 people. I do think a lot of that was down to Nick Morris, so thanks for him for that. But even so, wow. But the unfortunate irony is that as we got bigger, Speedway got smaller. It kept shooting itself in the foot and we lost audiences and we lost clubs. Tomorrow at Perry Bar, one of those teams returns for one night only, as Coventry Bees do battle against the Brummies. It should be a good night, so if you truly love the sport of ours, uh, you should make it there and shout from the terraces only in Speedway. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, we have uh, with us tonight, we've got Chris um, working the faders and trying to get different cameras working, having problems. Um, we have... Um, drinking his don't panic sir <laughs> we have matt uh somewhere not in the studio where are you matt i'm at home i've You're... been in manchester working in manchester today so a bit of a light bit of a long day so and you survived okay did you <laughs> did you manage to get to see the british final given that he was up in manchester no i only went up this morning unfortunately uh... so we watched the i watched that last night um pretty good meeting to be fair considering the uh the conditions. I was massive doubts as to whether it was going to be on to start with because the track looked very, very mm. wet. But in fairness, the track at uh, Bellevue does hold the rain very, very well. It sort of drains very well. So um, we saw some very good racing and props. Not a huge surprise. I don't think that Dan Bewley won it, but Adam Ellis looked like he might well add to his his uh, previous British title. Yeah, I mean, there was a few sort of surprise. Uh, names up there like Ben Barker, <laughs> for instance. Hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I I have to hold my hand up and say I forgot it was on, and, like uh, and didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> hey ho. Um, but yeah. Uh, so two times British champion now. Two times uh, British champion. Yeah, of course. Already going to. Cardiff anyway of course he'll be defending his title there but it's uh, Steve Worrell this time who gets the uh, gets the wild card so yep. that's a, a, a real good achievement for him after what's been a, a really really good season yeah absolutely absolutely um, and of course the British GP coming up in a couple of weeks isn't it is that have I got that right yeah September the 2nd so yeah. I think it's three weeks away three weeks away so looking forward to that and good to see Ty Woffington starting to get his mojo back apparently he was better, wasn't he, in, mm. in Latvia on Saturday? Um, bit of a you know controversial exclusion in the in the final. Although I think you know we, we obviously were talking before we went live, mm. and we said that you know it was probably the probably the fair decision. He seemed a lot, he did seem quite some way back from the tapes at the start of that final, which was a bit strange, and uh, which you know didn't didn't help him. And of course, uh, it's but it's a, it'll be a big boost for him going into 
Cardiff, of course. That's obviously the one Grand Prix that I think Ty is still desperate to to get that to big win. result yeah. in. Yeah, and, and he's put himself back in with a shout of um, making the top eight now, of course. Oh, I think so, yeah. He's, I mean, he's right in the... Um, he's in ninth position. He's right at the moment. So, do you think um, his return to British Speedway has anything to do with his return to form? Quite possible. I mean, he's obviously going to be riding a little bit more, uh, a little bit more regularly now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still, he's still eighteen points. I mean, the top is the top six that go through automatically, and he's still eighteen points behind Dan Bewley. And you've got Robert Lambert um, and Leon Madsen all both mm-hmm. vying for a top six spot as well. And Max Fricks just only four points further back on fifty six. So but, it's um, going to be tight in the race for that. Uh, it is, but you can turn around eighteen points in one meeting if if. You- Results go your way, can't you? So, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know, probably a lot of people are going to be on ten ducks on they're going into Cardiff after mm-hmm. you know the problems that they had um, last year. Yes, and, and really the two or three occasions before um, the pandemic, the tra- there were you know big problems with the track. Absolutely, um, which is a shame because before prior to that, it looked like they'd got got it down pat. Mm. You know, I think so. Yeah, but I think the show, obviously they've, from what I gather, they've been doing a lot of work on the shale this year, and you know, hopefully, this time they can crack it because we have had, you know, we have had good GPs at Cardiff, mm. but the last few have, have really been disappointing. Absolutely, sort of, you know, with all the hype around the meeting, it's disappointing that they've just not been able to to get the track right. But hopefully, this time they can make a bit more of it because they certainly can't afford another event like last year's. No. And talking about the track, we should talk a little bit about the track in Riga. They had um, problems in the Speedway of Nations, apparently, um, mm. prior to that meeting, and then it, it cut up very badly, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly new track, I think, isn't it? So it's mm. about, you know, it's only about five or six years old. Um, it's obviously staged big events before, um, but I, I was, uh, you know, a little bit surprised, although when, when they picked a uh, Latvia for a, a GP vet for a GP to be honest, but mm. um, I think they they had as I say they had problems with the with track with the uh, the track all the way through. It, I think so. It looked it's very. Really, I mean, this 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 season in the GPs is. I mean, I think it probably doesn't help the fact that you've got one rider that's clearly some some way mm. away from the others in terms of of quality. I mean, you know, again on Saturday, Sparta smiles and it wasn't quite at his best, but he still delivered when he needed to. He was at his best in that last race, which is. Uh, it's yeah. saying that twenty-two points. I mean, that as you, as you said, with the tie turning around an eighteen-point deficit, twenty-two points, you could still turn that around. But mm. it's it's going to really rely on on Smarsley not turning up for a or, or turning up and not having a, having a bad night. But at the moment, you just can't see that happening. He's, I mean, I mean been, yeah, yeah. He's I mean, the averaging quite a few of the Grand Prix, isn't he? But he's yeah, still yeah, absolutely. He needs to. He's delivered the. I don't think he's. Results. I don't think he's had one Grand Prix where he's looked at. Perfectly comfortable, um, but then you get you go back to things like there's that year that Jason Dorb was head and shoulders above everybody else, but he didn't win it. Yeah, he got injured. That's right. He got injured, so you you I think realistically, yeah, there's only Freddie Lingman that's likely to be in, in with the chance of of, of um, stopping him from doing it at the moment. He's mm. you know he's on a hundred points, and you've got Martin Vashlik down on on, on eighty five. Um, Jason Doyle on 81 I mean Jason Doyle has a, a, a good season but just hasn't been able to pick up the big points in the final no no it's uh, yeah it's going to be interesting to see how many meetings are there left 
three, I think. So it's not a lot of time to turn quite a big. No, you're sort of getting into that business end of the of the season now, haven't you? So yeah, Cardiff's um, going to be very important for a lot of riders. Um, just try and yeah, set them up to a run out. I mean, obviously, I think that's 22 wins for Smarsdick now, so he's only one beyond um, Jason Crump's all-time record of, of 23, yeah. so you'd certainly back him to sort of not just beat that, but go on and, and set a new record himself. Uh, we've got a few people uh, up on the shout box. Not, uh, Dave Tynes, uh, I would go through it. Rick, you, do you want to go through uh, it? So we've got uh, Richard Thomas, uh, Andrew Garner, Dave Twine, uh Anthony Douglas and, and a few more that uh, I've missed. Sorry. So Anthony Douglas wants to know if Wolves can't ride at Monmore, will they ride at Perry Bar? It's not something I'd thought about, to be honest. I would say the chances of that are very, very minimal. Because are they going to be able to run two meetings in a week at Perry Bar? Because that's what he would probably be. Well, they'd have to run. Well, well, do- I suppose he's going to be depending on the on the leg structure if they. If they did decide to go around the one big league, there's absolutely no chance. Absolutely, yeah. If there's one big league, there wouldn't be any chance. But if there's two leagues... I think the base, as far as I'm aware, the BSBL have also are, are trying to push anything out where two clubs share one track. Mm. I think they, I think they're a bit behind the times with that, personally. Mm. But um, track sharing might be the way to go for a lot of clubs. Yeah. I mean, is there somewhere Peterborough could track share with, for instance? Who'd be the closest? Um, I think Wolverhampton, probably. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, Ipswich, do... oh no, they can't, can they? Oh. I beg your pardon? I was just saying Ipswich, but they can't, can they? Why? A bit far out, oh, it's it? a bit far. Yeah. yeah. It, you need a new map. It's any other track in the country, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a long old slog over there. You, yeah. you need another map, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about then um, what I alluded to uh, in my little um, monologue at the beginning. Uh, big meeting. Oh, actually, before we do that, we should we should mention this, shouldn't we? So um, let's just talk a little bit about the Nigel Pearson um, league. And I believe there was one match that only one person got right. Is that right? Was it? Is that? I don't remember. Yes. Yes, one, one, something about Berwick 40, Birmingham 50. Only oh, one right, person okay. predicted Birmingham to win that, as far as I remember. Who was that then? I think that might have been me. I think I clutched at straws and said we might you get a four-point point. I an expectation, yeah. though, didn't you? So. <laughs> Peter could <laughs> ride at Kings no, Lynn, says Anthony for, Douglas. For Birmingham, that was obviously his second away win of the season. Mm-hmm. That's good, okay. Only after we've had, we've had more wins away from home than at home. Yeah, I'm sure we, we'll come on to the red card match at some point as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's gonna. Well, it's it's given us a, a um, hope, I guess, of possibly making those playoffs. After it looked like we wouldn't, but it was a good showing. Certainly would. Um, particularly from our guest uh, Richard Lawson, we have to we have to say. Um, okay, so now on seven points from eleven matches, level with um, with Edinburgh. Yep. I mean that top five look pre- are pretty much clear now, aren't they? You got yeah. Oxford twenty four, Paul twenty one, Glasgow eighteen, Redcar seventeen, and Scunthorpe fourteen. Um, so really, at the moment it looks Berwick obviously have fallen away. They've only got four points from Plymouth Rock Bottom on two. So at the moment, it looks like it's going to be between Edinburgh and Birmingham for that. 
Yeah, uh, Birmingham, of course, have still got to got to go to Edinburgh for the re for the restage, haven't they? Yeah, that that's going to be a a tough old meeting. I um, wonder whether that defeat at home to Edinburgh is going to be what's going to swing it. Well, I think it's the defeat at home to everybody that's going to swing it, if I'm honest. Uh, Rich Thomas says, well done. Where are you in the league? Uh, well, equal six. Oh, where am I in the league? Oh, God, no, let's not even talk about that. Am I still Am I still on the map? Yeah, your arse is scraping the bottom. Yeah, I'm still, okay. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm very strong in the league. I'm holding everybody else up. That's, that's the way that goes. Um, yeah, so let's talk about tomorrow's meeting. Um Birmingham against Coventry, hoping uh, that we'll see a, a good few Coventry fans turn up to support their team. It's such a travesty that Coventry are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, there are there are lots of positives coming out of Coventry that make you think, yeah, maybe things can can be turned around and we can have Coventry back. In what, in what way positives? What, what, what do we do? Well, I mean, the, the latest that I heard was that there was some sort of uh, appeal because they lost the planning application, didn't they? Oh, right. If, okay. I, if I remember right, and, and they've appealed against it, and there's, they've put a lot of bogus bits. I, I'm being very generic here because I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, so I think that might be the, their last chance. Have I got that right? I think if this appeal is um, that uh, Brandon the States have made against the application is, is, is overturned, then that would almost certainly be it. Um, there'd be no grounds for Coventry Speedway or for the Coventry Stocks to appeal against the decision. Um, but by the same token, if it goes, yeah, as we know, you know, Brandon, one of the, one of the great speedway venues in this country, you know, and it's it's been absolutely trashed over the last few years. Unfortunately, you know, we've all seen the photographs of it with the repeated fires and break-ins, and you know, it looks it just looks an absolute mess now, which is really really sad to see when mm. you think that or was it always it used to be one of those stadiums that was always immaculately maintained whenever you used to go there, um, but. It's still standing. It hasn't been built on yet. And while it's still there, this there's hope. always a chance that the bees can get themselves back into it. And I, I, I believe, I mean, I think it's, I, I personally, I think at the best it's 50-50 as to whether they are going to get back in there. But mm-hmm. I still believe if anybody can do it, then they can. Yeah. And, and is that the only only place they can go to? This, this is a bit of a bone of contention for me because I, I do wonder whether maybe they've, put too much emphasis on trying to get back into Brandon and put all their eggs in one basket. Um, I know we had Jeff Davis on the show a couple of years ago from Save Coventry Speedway and he said that one of the things that one of the things that they went on was that if they built on Brandon that they would have to buy a, a new site for the bees and the stocks to use, but obviously they wouldn't do that because of the cost. Mm. Um, so I think that's 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 pretty much um they'd have to sort of do a lot of searching around the area to to find where it is, you would. I mean, as as we know, um, Brandon, of course, isn't actually in Coventry. It's in it's in Rugby. It's just over the over just the border, over the border yeah. into, into Rugby. So whether they would have to find somewhere in in Rugby or whether they would be able to find somewhere in the Coventry borough, um, that remains to be seen. But I would imagine that they would have explored those 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 options uh, as well. But 
you know, it's finding finding a site. But of course, it's not finding a site's the easy part. It's being able to get permission to to, to use it. Yeah. On it. That's yeah. the problem. But you know, you you sort of feel the rot has got to stop somewhere. It's it's got to be, and, yeah, and that yeah. would and that would be a good place for it to stop. Coventry losing Coventry was a massive um, blow mm. to Speedway in the same way that losing Wembley was losing Wimbledon. That was a huge blow to Speedway mm. when that closed. You know, these are these are clubs that were illustrious, big name clubs, and you thought there's no way in a million years that we're going to lose those, and here we are without them at the moment. So, but ultimately, I think there's still something for Coventry to cling on, and I think it would be a huge shot in the arm for Speedway if one day we see the bikes running around Brandon again. Mm. Or just bikes running around with Coventry bees on them, you know. Would... But it's going to be interesting tomorrow, I think. You know, I, I believe Coventry will bring a lot of that because there's still a huge amount of support mm-hmm. um, for Coventry. You know, it is a massive, it is a massive Speedway club. There's going to be a lot of a lot of fans that are going to make this the relatively short trip over. There's a there's a bit of a rivalry, of course, between historic rivalry between Coventry and Birmingham, of course. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and certainly when Coventry were when when Birmingham and Coventry were both at that season in the National League together in 2018, I think he was. I think it was. Uh, that, yeah, Coventry always tended to bring a, a bigger way following up to to Perry Bar and got slaughtered. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, what you saying about Coventry? I mean, he's one of those clubs that um, even like people who, who don't know about Speedway, yeah, you know, they know Coventry bees. That sticker, that sticker, you know, I used to see sticker everywhere. That bloody thing. That bloody thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Wherever you went, that sticker, yeah. Um, well, it is. I've always said Coventry for me is the biggest club in, in the Midlands, and that's obviously coming from somebody who supports mm-hmm. Wolverhampton. Yeah, um, yeah, they've right. got, you know, they were obviously, you know, and it's, a, it's an illustrious club. It's it's the, a club that was always challenging for honours, and it was a club that. Certainly, when Charles Ockletree was, was running it, it was always immaculately run mm. and very, very professionally run. And it was, it was just such a shame in the last few years that it ran before it closed in in 2016, or was in, was forced to vacate Brandon in 2016. I mm. should say that it sort of got that feeling that it was being run into the ground anyway. Um, there was a lot, there was a lot of work that needed to be done on on the stadium, and I would imagine that. Um, if we do get Speedway back into there, then there's going to have to be a lot of work done on on getting the stadium put put right. Certainly the two grandstands must be in, in serious danger of falling down now because of the oh, yeah. lack of use and the, the, all the damage that's been done to them over the last sort of six, seven years. Yeah, and there's all sorts of safety certificates and so on that have to be issued. It's it's not a small... Uh, I mean, I know somebody who was, over, who was over there a few weeks ago, um, you know, and obviously got to the entrance and, of course, you've got the, the big signs and all the mountains of dirt saying... You know, danger keep out. You've only got to walk for 500 yards down the road, and there's an opening in the wall to get through. So it's still not secure. No. Whatever Brandon and the states have said, it's it's not secure. It's still very easy to get into the into the stadium. He didn't go in because obviously, you know, you then you're sort of trespassing on you because it is mm. private property at the end of the day. And I would sort of re-emphasise that for on behalf of the safe commentary speedway group. Please, 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 do not go into the stadium because you're not doing anybody. Any help, certainly the residents in the area, because of course, any time they see someone in the site now, they're just assuming that they're going to do damage or fires mm. or things like that. Why did it close down, Brandon? I'm, I'm guessing you're going to tell me it's all down to money. Yeah, was it? It's all for housing. 
Uh, yeah, the people that brought it off, um, okay. I can't remember the guy's name, they, they brought it and they wanted it for housing. Oh, right, okay. So it's as simple as that. Same as what's going on at Perry Bar, they want it for housing. Yeah. Um, but, but as of yet, no no planning permission. Lots of places for people to, to, to live in and nothing for them to do. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was, it's sort of following a similar um, story to what happened at Crowley. You know, Crowley was obviously sold for ha- Dudleywood was obviously sold for housing to the Barrett Arms. Mm-hmm. Um, Crowley obviously put in, you know, stood in the way to try and stop that from happening. There was, you know, applications went in from Barrett Arms to build on the site. I think the first two or three were all were turned down. And in the end, it went to appeal, um, and the appeal went through successfully, and uh, that was it for for Dudleywood. I mean, look, look I at it, say, looking at it from the know, other side. With, I mean, with all due respect, with all due respect to Dudley Wood, it certainly wasn't a venue that you would put on a pedestal mm. with with Brandon. And Brandon is probably in a worse state now than Dudley Wood was because mm. Dudley Wood was a bit of a wreck on still being <laughs> stage for speed, like in fairness. But there's, there's a hell of a lot of money to be made there. I mean, the amount of housing that could go on that site. It's a huge standing in a carrot I mean, that you just who who's going to refuse? But that's why that's that's why sporting venues and the like need protection. Make make no bones about it. If they came for for Birmingham City's ground, it's mm. only the fact that Birmingham City have got money. Presumably, they mm. have money that would stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And that's just you know, it's just not fair. It needs there needs to be protection. There yeah, is no, supposed to be protection. Yeah. Um, right, we've got a few things uh, that we need to catch up on. Um, so Rich Thomas says, sadly, history means nothing to uh, councils and planning. And I think that's true. Graham Oldfield said, "Wish uh, best wishes to Nikolai Clint, nasty crash. Um, I don't know about that, so maybe somebody could elucidate, but yeah, absolutely. Elucidate. Uh, Brian Buck says, even if the planning inspector rules that Rugby Council were correct in refusing Brandon Estates' application, there will be nothing to prevent Brandon Estates submitting a revised application and repeatedly doing this until they were eventually successful, as Barrett's did with Cradley Heath. Yeah. I'll just, pick up, just picking up on Rich's, Rich Thomas's comment there about sadly history meaning nothing to councils and, mm. and planning. We've we've seen that in the Black Country or in recently, haven't we, with the, the demolition of the, the Crooked House. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I was talking That's to someone about life. this, you know, last week at Perry Bar and they, they'd said that, you know, talk from talking to people and, you know, the, the history of the venue and the, the fact that it's such an iconic venue and yet they said, well, that doesn't put money. That doesn't. Uh, it doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't put you know, money in the coffers, and that's that's the reason that uh, it was closed down. You know, ultimately, if it had been used more often, it, you know, it would still be standing. Well, I mean, uh, from a speedway point of view, you've got to say we used our tracks more often. If more people went, if there was more money in speedway, then maybe a lot of this wouldn't happen. But then again, yeah, uh, Cradley was well used. A lot of money in Cradley. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <coughs> oh dear! Okay. I said, I, I said, cradley. That's what that was. I've never known anybody sneeze so live on. Yeah. That dispels that myth that yeah. you would never sneeze or cough. Uh, I, I'm allergic to the word cradley. That's where it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh dear, Paul, somebody lavender. I don't know what the PVL stands for. Um, cradley was a better track than Wolves Brum or Coventry. Fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's probably right. 
Not a, lot sure. of, a lot of older people that I talk to who, who you know, write about Crowley's track, to be honest, I mean, I, I didn't start watching Spurdo until the 1990s, and I, I was never a... I, I thought by that stage there was too much banking on it, and there was just one big, fast outside line, mm. which, you know, once you got on there, it was impossible to pass. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I probably saw it too late, in fairness. My, my memories of it were that it was always pretty slick, but... Um... Yeah. Uh, my, my memories are, are a long, long time ago. So you know, I'm, I was a young lad then, and everything was red and yellow as far as yeah, I was concerned. Was a shilling, yeah, wasn't it? yeah. Well, was that as well? Uh, Brian Reeson says there's a new track record holder at Foxall last Thursday in front of three thousand people. Can you guess who it was? I can. Go on then. Was it Ty? No. Can you tell me who was it? Oh, I'm presuming it was South Saifut enough. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's my guess. Uh, Kev Critchley says, track sharing, what a joke. Yeah. Is it a joke if it keeps your club it's alive? It's like survival, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the thing you've got to... Survival. It's not an ideal situation, but it's a needs must, isn't it, sir? Yeah. Pat Moore says it means lots of council tack for the councils. <laughs> uh, and in reply to uh, Cradley was better track than Wolves, Brom or Coventry Julian Lapworth says but not as good as Leicester is that which, which, which Leicester is that Julian? not the, the current, current track surely I mean I've got to say that, that, that the current track is getting better yeah did you but, ever go to Blackbird Road Mark? no I never did I never did unfortunately um, oh, that, was right. that was regarded as a very very good racing mm. track by people I know who went there so uh, Clint has suffered a broken neck in two places with a C3 fracture. Ouch. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, best wishes to, to Nikolai. That was sounded like it was a pretty you know, mm. big offer he had over the weekend. And um, that's uh, obviously ended his season and you know, put more, mm. more, more downers on, on Kings Lynn. So best wishes, Nikolai. Uh, just, just say as well, obviously, best wishes to um friend of ours, Phil McGlynn. Of course, we've yes. taken over the over the weekend, and uh, I gather he's on the men now yeah. back home. So, best wishes, Phil. I know that Phil does watch the show occasionally. So, absolutely. Uh, as Craig Smith said, sorry, just joined in now, so not sure if it's been discussed. But do you think riders who pulled out of this year's British final should be banned from the staging next season? That's an interesting. Mm. Why, interesting why did they pull out? Uh, of it was um, Richie Worrell. Richie Worrell, wasn't it? He said he basically said it wasn't fair. The way that the, the, as I understand it, he said it. What the way that the uh, British final is run, mm-hmm. it's not fair that it should be over more than one um, meeting, and also riding it at running it at uh, Manchester means that people like Dan Bewley, who's small and hasn't got a lot of weight, has a big advantage because it's such a big track. I think there, could, there would be some mileage in having it in the British Championship as a two or three. Rounds around the country. Why can't um, they just have it, it over a weekend? So there, there would be some mileage in that. It's whether you can get the tactics yeah. to do it. And mm. you know, we've seen with the British final, as, as we saw with this British final, you know, three or four riders dropping out of the meeting, and you know, at fairly short notice. Um, yeah, and uh, it would be interesting if his uh, if his brother agrees with him, considering he finished second in and the got the wild card. Night. Yeah. So why couldn't it be run over a weekend? Is that? Uh, well, where would you run question. it? Where would you run it? Why couldn't you run it at um, Bellevue? So, but he, what, what part of what he's saying is that the fact that it's run at Bellevue is yeah. an unfair advantage. So if you're saying now having two meetings or even one at Bellevue, yeah. 
that's an it was home track advantage for a start off um and then also the, his Dan Bewley is, is very, very light, right, okay. which gives him a, a, this, you know, power-to-weight ratio advantage. And horsepower is key around Bellevue because it's a really big track. So speed is key. And he's, according, according to the, the um, comments by Mr. Worrell, he's got too big an advantage and it's not fair. Which is like, you know, couldn't he be weighed down with some weights? Well, you, then you start to talk about handicapping in speedway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I'm not sure about that. But what is your thoughts on it, <laughs> Matt? Well, on stage, you get over more than one leg. Well, on that, but also that it's an unfair advantage with because of the weight situation. Um, I think whatever Bellevue might say, I think there is definitely now a home advantage. Yes. A lot of the riders know how to race the track. You've got to wouldn't be that be the case wherever they have they, they, the track? You've got to be very, very fit to, to race on because of the speed of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I get that it's the National Speedway Stadium and it is, you know, it is, you know, the the newest and, and most impressive speedway venue in the country uh, that's, that permanently stages speedway. Um but I think, you know, I, I said, I think, you know, it would be nice to think that, you know, one day in the future, maybe there could be a, you know, a four-legged British final, you know, maybe maybe one maybe one leg at Glasgow, maybe one leg at, um, you know, at Bellevue, one leg um, at one of the southern tracks, maybe Paul, one leg at Ipswich or Kingsden or something like that. Mm. You know, it gives more access because, you know, you know, Monday nights, you know, it's, I've always said that, well, I think we've said on the show many times in the past, haven't we? British Speedway misses its its big day out. Okay, yeah. it's yes. got Cardiff, but yeah. the British final would be an ideal thing to, to have as a, as mm. a big day out. Couldn't they do that having at Cardiff, it on, yeah. on a Monday night up in Manchester? Yeah. Um, is you know because it stops a lot of people from you know over there. And Bellevue could, to be fair, Bellevue have access to the track pretty much all the time, so they could run it on a Saturday anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing it's running on a Monday because of television. Uh, yeah, I think the TV is the reason that it's, mm. it's sort of you know pushed into a into a Monday night slot, but it's sort of, it's always been a bit of a frustration to me that the, that, that meeting is run on a, on a Monday night. And of course it was always, I mean, it was run on Monday when it was at Wolves, but of course Wolves is a Monday night track anyway. So I have to wonder also how much money the riders get for riding it and whether they would be, I think that's a big key for them. I don't think they get paid a lot of money compared to what they get paid at the clubs and so on for riding for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, we don't know, do we? But it'd be interesting to see. I think it's a fair point what Crow's just put on. Would any other track of stouts that meeting last night, after all the rain we had yesterday, it's wide enough to allow the heavy stuff to build up on the outside and still be a race-able service? Other tracks wouldn't be wide enough and would be too dangerous to ride. I think that is a that is a fair point. Mm-hmm. Bellevue is one of the tracks in the country that's very, very good for you know being able to mm. take. A lot of rain. The year uh, that um, Danny King won it was a similar scenario, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. It was a disappointment to me because he went into that meeting in, in pretty good form, but he never really got going, did he, Dan? No. no. Uh, more comments coming up. Uh, Jez Colson being by Brandon last month, and there were new fencing up, but lots of damage to the grandstand. Rich Thomas, and this is a very downbeat uh, show tonight i'm sorry about this uh martin dugard sh- uh, stated last week on a live interview no chance of speedway ever at eastbourne and paul are also on borrowed time and paul about paul for a while haven't they so mm. yeah 
Brandon Estates will keep applying till they get their weight. Cradley Slick, <laughs> that's Coventry you're on about. Coventry was was always slick back in the 70s, but the last few times that I went to it wasn't that slick. I, I think when Coventry was reshaped in at the end of the 90s, I thought it, it produced some some really good racing. You know, people always had their downer on, no, it's, it's Brandon, it's just follow the leader. But I, certainly in the last 10, 15 years that it was staging speedway, I saw some very good mm. meetings there. Brandon. Yeah, I saw a few good meetings where Birmingham won, but that's. <laughs> of course, yeah. Those are always those are always those are always the meetings that are the best. Whatever the the state of the track, are the ones that you win. Yeah. Uh, Brian Book football has the financial clout to resist the greed of the property developers, so it is the smaller sports that continue to be the target. So there is an urgent need for the government to bring in some laws to safeguard sports venues, which seem to be fast disappearing. <laughs> Absolutely, needs to be done pretty quickly. and I think because we're losing tracks now at a right or not. Yeah, a lot of these smaller sports should get together and form one big lobbying group to mm. to try and bring that about. Uh, Fred Graham, also a big shout out to get fit soon to Peter Hill, the photographer that was hurt at Armadale a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely, that was a, a yeah, weird, real, real lucky escape yeah. for him, wasn't he? You know, but uh, he's sort of come out of it comparatively unscathed to how it could have been but uh i think there's going to be a lot of, i think there might will be more coming out about mm. about that one i would imagine certainly health and safety are going to be showing a big interest in that because for a bike to sort of go over the fence and yes. hit somebody in the crowd um or somebody on the perimeter of the track it's not, um not great not great uh, Craig Smee says Ben Barker said he was overweight on Eurosport last night I believe and he finished third so I don't think Worrell's comments are totally correct I think the possibly the weather might have had something to do with that and yeah, Barry he does tend to ride the wet tracks well doesn't he yeah, Ben Barker yeah. but he has done he has done well in the British final in the past he's, I think that's I think he has been in the final before yeah Bellevue, he's come close to winning it a couple of times yeah uh, Barry Young, Kingsland, Leicester, Bellevue could do it at weekends. British final, I presume. Yeah, uh, we've done that one. There we go. Peter Hill says, "I'm not interested in a British final series, but I think we need fair qualifiers." Well, years ago you used to have quarterfinals, didn't you, mm. and, and things like that. But unfortunately, in a position, we're in a position now where there's not enough British riders to have a, unless uh-huh. you sort of extended to what they used to have in the in the sixties and seventies and extended to. Australians and New Zealanders as well. I mean, you'd be putting, you'd be putting in national league riders, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the uh, problem. You sort of, you know, you don't really want to be, you don't want to be making a, a meeting where there's where there's too many yeah, riders. Who's going to turn up to watch that? Who's going to turn up to watch that? Not, yeah, not many people. Uh, probably, oh, and Brian Books are talking about the. Kingsley and Leicester and Bellevue that could do it at weekends is that's just, that's a fair comment, but the probability is that many of the riders couldn't do weekends because they're going to be in Poland and so yeah. on. So, yeah, Jess says is Matt going on Thursday? Not to Leicester, no. I'm not. Well, not not playing to at the moment. So. Wolves, Wolves are at Leicester, are they? Yes, that's going to be an interesting match, I think. It is, yeah. Could yeah. do with uh, getting some uh, some wins on the board away from home, really, at the moment. So. So, Rich Thomas says British finals of Brandon on a Sunday were always worth a trip. You had some huge crowds at Brandon, oh, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huge delays in getting out of the car park mm. afterwards as well, from what I remember. So. What, um, what sort of crowds did they get? 
Football-sized crowds. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the place was absolutely packed. I, 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 uh, funny story. The, fact that the, the um, aerial shot of the stadium taken for Nigel Burkhoff's testimonial in 76, it mm. was, it was you know, that was literally like a football crowd. It was mm. enormous. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember the one year I, I, that the, the Andy Graham won it, which I believe was 80, 82, was it? I think. 82, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was in the crowd and I, I mean, I was over the moon, as you can imagine. Um, so much so that I, I dropped my wallet. <laughs> and in my, in my wallet was about £300, which is a lot of money in those yeah. days, which because you had to buy for things for cash in those days. Yeah. And I was buying something the next morning for my car, which was going to cost £300. And so I just so I'd got it on me. Uh, not for long, the, the wallet disappeared, along with my driving licence. Um, a true story because about, about well, yeah. 10 years later, yeah. okay, um, my wallet appears with my driving license in. Really, no 300 pound I got it, you could put, put through sent through, through my letterbox yeah. with my, my, my driving, and I've got three endorsements on my driving license. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, those are different days. Yeah, no, I mean that must that, that's obviously a day that you'll that you'll remember fondly, obviously for Andy Graham becoming mm. British champion. And of course, his brother was second, wasn't he? So that's right. Yeah. Well, he wasn't obviously with Birmingham at the time, yeah, so he was, but he was still for, you know, held with a lot of affectionate. Uh, absolutely, riding uh, for Cradley, so the order was the right way around, of course. Um, <laughs> Rich Thomas says, first time that wallet has seen the light, <laughs> the Queen was blinking on the notes. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig's me. I've seen my first British GP at Brandon when du- when Dugard was wild, crowd, wild card and won it. Huge crowd and great racing too. The British yeah, final always bad. did yeah, see good racing. Really good mm. So yeah, we've caught up with everybody. So when, when were the last? When were the last big crowds? What decade we're talking about? The big, you know, the big crowds. Well, that was '82 when I when I last went to a British final. Um, but I mean, I've been down to Wolverhampton. I say that, but I've seen a couple of finals at Wolverhampton um, in Ty Woffenden's time, and that was really pretty good, big crowds as well. I wouldn't say they were the size of what we saw, we had at Brandon, but they were they were mm. you know it took a long time to get out of the car park and and someone and cars were parked everywhere. So yeah, I'm mm. sure Matt will back me up on that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only problem I found with them in the British final, Mama, was it was taking forever to get through the meeting. I mean, yeah. sometimes when he was finishing at about half past eleven, and I love my spurner, but I don't want to be watching it at that time. So yeah, could, because there was, you know, it meant a lot to the riders and, and for, everybody, and everybody was going for it. Yeah, so. first corner was, uh, yeah. Rich Thomas says always big crowds during the eighties. Yeah, but do you know what? Even in the eighties, when we began to sort of dip with the crowds, wasn't it? The, yeah. the early eighties. It's even then people were complaining yeah. that there weren't getting enough people. Was it ninety six thousand at the last Wembley World Final in eighty one? Really? Yeah, like something it? like that. Yeah, I was there as well. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a big crowd. Eh? It was yeah. So you know, oh. the, the 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 crowd has been there. And when you look at we us on our little podcast getting seventeen thousand people listening, <laughs> oh, where are they? Hands off yeah. that, wouldn't they? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, even normal. I mean, tonight we'll get like 4,000. So, it's a nice crowd for us. So I did start talking about Birmingham versus Coventry tomorrow. I think it, we should, I mean, first of all, encourage people to come and watch it. You don't, you don't know when you're never going to get a chance to see Coventry again. Um, the, the teams are Birmingham's normal one to seven with guest at the beginning, number one for Josh, Josh Pickering. He must be coming, Nick Morris must be coming up soon to his hearing, I imagine. I think it might it be. It was delayed, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah I'll, I'll have to find so, out what the date is for that. No, can't be too far away now. Um, Coventry select, Chris Harris, that's a good choice. Um, Jack Smith, uh, yeah. people ask, well, he's never ridden for Coventry, but his dad did, of course. His dad won the British Championship three times while mm. he was racing for Coventry, so. Yeah. Carl Howarth. Yeah. Uh, Connor Mountain, who I believe comes from round, and, he's, and I think he rode for Coventry. Yeah, he rode for them in that season there in the National, National League. League. Number one, so. Ben Barker, Max Perry. And Freddie Hodder. Yep. Freddie Hodder, whose grandfather, I think, rode for Coventry mm. back in the 50s. So there's a link there. Um, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't come to the um, Coventry Challenge meeting last season. By all accounts, it was a very good meeting. It was and, a and good a big meeting. big crowd as well. Yeah. So only Coventry yeah. brought a lot over. I think they will. I think they will this time as well. It's obviously, you know, getting to, a, as we said earlier in the show, it's getting to a, you know, quite a critical stage now in yeah. the battle to try and get Spurdo back to Coventry. And that's and, important uh, for them to show that it's it's a sport that's, that's Yeah, supportive. the most say, the most important thing about that meeting is, is not whether Birmingham win or whether Coventry win, although both sets of fans are going to want their teams to win. It's, it's showing that there's there's still a demand for Speedway in, uh, in Coventry. Mm. And, of course, in Birmingham as well, so... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we, we've got got a fight on our hand. It's interesting to see the piece um, in the the mail um, this week about the chap that went and visited, and, and, and his, it was a really good, positive piece. I thought, did you see that? Oh, did you see that, Matt? Yeah. I'm saying that. I'm, I'm guessing. Say, yeah, yeah you, you're reading, are you? Yeah. Rich yeah, Thomas through some of the comments that are coming up on yeah, the, on the yeah. Show, so. this is a depressing one I've only seen three live meetings since 2005 Paul, Ryehouse and Swindon wouldn't think of going now it's lost its draw for me is that possibly have you Have you got you, uh, see I, I think the, one of the problems with Speedway is that it is a team sport and if your team goes he hasn't got the same sort of excitement for you the same emotional content my my dad told that in the 21 years that Birmingham didn't run I mean Mm. he went to Wolverhampton every week but I mean like he said himself you know he wasn't really overly concerned whether Wolves won or lost you know it was just to sort of keep in touch with Speedway I think I think the late the late Joe Thurley as well once um, once he sort of dipped away from Speedway he, he would maybe go once or twice a year to see how everything was going mm. until he, of course, he came back to be involved at Birmingham when that happened in 2007. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Buck says, in theory, we would all like to see one league next season, but I wonder if people realise that to achieve this would require a points limit of something like 28. <laughs> so how would Matt feel if the Wolves' current number seven became the number one in 2024 with the other 16 men all being of National League standard? Um, well, to be honest, if that meant Wolves were running in 2024, I'd probably take it at the mm. moment. So, well, in, in on, that? The, on that on that side of it, but uh, 
I think there's a lot of things that would that have been caught. I mean, the, the big thing obviously is, is the um, the doubling up rule. It's it's created a, a rider shortage, which is going to have to be sort of sorted out by somebody you know with a lot more intelligence than us mm. <laughs> at some point in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's got to happen, hasn't it? I can't you can't see it. The way that the put sh- the sport is shrinking, I can't see it surviving any other way. Um, eventually, it's got to happen, and I know that people are talking about it happening next year. I know, I know some of the promoters are talking. I can't tell you where I got that information from, but I know some of the promoters are. That's on the radar. Let's put it that way. Uh, Rich Thomas did between 80 to 100 meetings a season between 85 and 91. But what team was you supporting, Rich? Or, or was that not a thing for you? Um, Craig Smee says it would kill the sport off talking about the limits of 28. Why would we need a limit of 28? And Brian but would, would answers how, how else could the teams be balanced? Um, I'd, I'd love to know how, he, how uh, you got that figure of 28. However, I, I guess if you take all the riders that are currently average and just really, isn't it, yeah, so? yeah, but it's interesting. Interesting. I mean, a far bigger problem is all the doubling up. Um, I think, and I think that was the beginning of the end for a lot of speedway. And I remember Mister Buck Brian Buck saying that at the time that it was happening. This is going to kill speedway. He might well be right. Mm. He might well be right. It was. Well, I mean, I've said many times when it when it was first introduced, it was primarily only intended for British riders under the age of twenty one, with one team having one each, which mm. I, I thought was a was a good was a good way of doing it. And you'd be only able to double it for a couple of years, and then one team bought one other one in, and then another one did, and another one didn't. It's now just got into a situation where it is totally out of control. Mm. You know, Absolutely. I think it's, you you barely see a team now where there's no doubling up riders. I think every virtually every rider in the league is doubling up now. It's it's uh it's just it's just been allowed to to get out of control, unfortunately. And it's going to take a lot of work to sort of get that back under control. You can't get rid of you won't be able to get rid of it in one go. If you were going to get rid of it, you would have to do it gradually. But I think, unfortunately, from the riders' perspective, and I could understand this, they're not going to be happy about losing potential earnings from having less meetings, mm-hmm. which is which is a fair point. From their side of it, so right. Well, there's there's a quite a a conversation going on between Craig Smee and Brian Buck and Dave yeah. Twine to do with how yeah. the ins and outs of that and what uh, Craig Smee wants to know why can't you just set a, 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 a it at forty five? Well, you wouldn't set it at forty five. You'd set it at forty two point five, um, but that that that's a break even. That would produce a forty four forty five draw. Um, mm. But the reason the riders aren't there is as simple as that. However, I think it's time to go um, to our uh, our league. Is it not our predictions league? Yep. Yeah. Oh, where's Mike? Oh, he's right down. By the way, we have got a match obviously there. taking place tonight at uh, oh, yes. Plymouth. They've finally got a home match, and <laughs> at the moment it is Plymouth thirty-two, Redcar thirty-four. A lot closer than maybe a lot of people mm. would have thought in that one. I don't, I don't know how how that affects us. Which way? Which would be best for us? Because Plymouth are right at the bottom, pretty much out of it, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't think Birmingham can catch Red Car. I think Red Car are pretty much there, yeah. and they're they're in the, in the top six already. So, in which case, the best thing would be for us 
for red card to win. Sorry to be Brummie-centric there. <laughs> uh, prediction League. Uh, at the top we've got Rich Thomas, Simon Corbett, Andrew God, Garner. That's close, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, Gordon Gamble, John Bird, Nick Matthews, Kev Lilly, Duncan Pemberton, Elliot Hunt. And at number 10, we've got Steve Morgan. So it's... Uh, it's, oh, look at that. There's only a point in it at the top two. There's only two points in the top three. I wasn't the only one to predict a win for Birmingham, as it turns out. There was yeah. uh, three others. Damn. So where are you? You're All one's fairly low. You're right down the bottom. I'm still 20 odd points. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's uh, do this thing. Over to you, Matt. The first one in the NDL tomorrow night is Oxford against Worthington. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes here to see if I can find out whose turn it is. Uh, it's your turn, uh, Chris. Oxford against who, sorry? Worthington in the NDL. Okay. I'll go um, Oxford by 10. Oxford by 8. I went far I'll go for. Okay, okay. okay, next up tomorrow night in the championship, Paul against Redcar. That's up to Mike. Paul versus Redcar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Paul by 12. I'm going to say Paul by 8. I'll go Paul by 2. Okay. Okay, next up, we don't normally do challenges, but we will, we will on this case. It's Birmingham against Coventry. Are we going to count this as part of it, then? Yeah, we will do, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Birmingham by 10. Okay. I'll say well, actually, by 6. Actually, we should start again. Shorter, your go for Matt. <laughs> yeah. Birmingham by 6. I'll go Birmingham by 8. I'll go Birmingham by 10. I think that is the first time for... Pretty much all the season that all three of us have agreed <laughs> yeah. a Birmingham win. <laughs> okay. Next up on Thursday in the Premiership, another Midlands derby, Leicester against Wolves. Mm, and that's up to you. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Where, you're up to you, Webby. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Wolves. Leicester versus Wolverhampton. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go for Wolves win. Wolves by four. There we go. Well, I would take your arm off for that. I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to say Leicester know. by eight. You don't know. I'll say Leicester by four. It's a funny old game, mm-hmm. but not that funny. Okay, and the next one. Next one is Kingsland against Ipswich. That's up to you, Matt. Ipswich by twelve. I'm sorry, it's not up to you. It was up it was to me. Up to you, it was yeah. up to me. Um switched by twelve as well. <laughs> I've just looked over to where Matt used to was sitting before. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, not, <laughs> he's not there. He's not there now. Strange, <laughs> and you said by twelve, so it's up to you now. Uh, uh Ipswich by eight. Okay. Okay, next one. Next one is Sheffield against Peterborough. Dun, 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 and that's up to you, Matt. Sheffield by 16. Sheffield by 10. Sheffield by 18. Okay. Okay, next up, Glasgow against Berwick. 
Glasgow by 12. Yeah, I mean, Berwick's... Their, their, their head's got to be down after that that beating that we gave them. Uh, so I'm going to say Glasgow by 12. Glasgow by 14, also. Okie dokie. Next up is Edinburgh against Oxford. Mike. Oxford by four. I'll say the same. Oxford by four. I'll go Oxford by ten. Okay. While that's going on, at Redcar, it's Redcar against Birmingham. This is a night to remember, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's up to you, uh, Matt. Redcar by ten, I'll say. Red car by 12. Just because we need it, I'm going to say Birmingham by two. <laughs> okay. Then on to Saturday. You all laughed when I said that about... Good. You all laughed when I said that about Berwick. We laugh at you yeah. anyway. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Berwick against Glasgow is the next one. Uh, it's up to me, I think, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, Glasgow by four. I'm going to say a draw. I'll say Glasgow by 10. Okay. Then in the NDL, you've got Kent against Mildenhall. Yeah. Kent by four. Mildenhall by six, I'll say. I'll go Mildenhall by four. Okay. Of course, it is the first of a double header at Kent, so that will be followed by Kent against Oxford. Okay, and that's up to you, Matt. Kent by four. I'll go Oxford by two. Do you know what? I'm going to say Oxford by two as well. Okay. okay. Also on Sunday, we've got Hull against Edinburgh. And that's up to you, Chris. Edinburgh by... F- trust me. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> my, my smack has never been more gobbed. Um, Paul by 20. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to go the same. Paul by 20. I've probably got that one wrong. <laughs> I think there's a good chance. <laughs> Next up on Monday, we've got Bellevue against Kings Lynn. That's, that's down to me, isn't it? I'm going to say Bellevue by 20. I'll say Bellevue by 24. I'll say Bellevue by 16. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Kings Lynn by two then. <laughs> I think I'm sticking. <laughs> well, Next up is Wolves against Ipswich. Now that is the big one. And that's up to you, Matt. Of course it is. I'm going to sit on the fence and say a draw. Uh, I'll go for the third successive uh, Super 8. Well, I'll take that at the moment, even though we've done the last few harmonies since. I'll go Wolves by really, four. Really, really good that is. I'm not going to Wolves by four. You do know if he gets to the Super Heat, you're going to lose it. Mm. Just saying. I'm going to say a draw as well. Okay. Peterborough against Sheffield is next. Uh, it's up to me. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, Peterborough by six. Sheffield by four. It's my go next. Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield by six. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and the last one in the championship is Plymouth against Glasgow. 
Let's observe Mike. Do, 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 Glasgow by eight. Glasgow by ten. Oh, I was going to go ten as well. I'll go Glasgow by twelve. Excellent. And we're done. We are done. Great yep. timing. Still, still uh, 32 34 at Plymouth. They just uh, had a rerun in hit 12. Ben Barker has come down on Ben 1 doing a complete 360, walking back to the bids, holding his arm. Barker excluded. Mm. That's not good for Plymouth. No. No. Okie dokie. Well, it's been an interesting night. It's been a bit of a sad sort of night, isn't it? All, all, all I will say to people is. Just get out and watch the speedway while you can. Um, if you can get down to Perry Bar tomorrow, it should be an interesting and entertaining meeting. And, and the result's not the important thing, is it? It's to show support, support for your sport. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dear me. Right, I'm going. I'll see you all next week. I'm going to go and get myself some new teeth. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.